Hey, Sam, on this podcast, we seem to drink a lot of coffee, don't we? We are fans of the coffees. Yes. Well, and the reason why we do is we do our we do our podcast early in the morning. And so coffee becomes a particular part that we need. And it seems that we drink covert coffee made by Brian and Amy Fowler more than any other coffee. It doesn't seem like it. We are fans, big fans of covert coffee, covertcoffee.com. Why, Tim? You tell them why. Why are we fans of this? For a lot of different reasons. One, they're a micro roaster. He makes it in his house, so you know that there's a lot of care. Secondly, Brian is obsessed. He doesn't do anything without going all the way. And so he sources his beans responsibly, and he roasts exactly the way each bean needs to be roasted. I mean, he doesn't roast so each bean. He doesn't roast each bean individually. <laughs> that seems excessive. But it just he, seemed like every bean comes wrapped in the love that Brian has shown it. And you, you, when you're brewing it, you can sense that someone really cared. From the very sourcing to the very roasting to the packaging, the, the way it arrives in your home. When I get listen, when I get a bag of covert, it's like Christmas. It's like coffee Christmas at home. It's amazing. Do you do, you do I, an unboxing I, on your YouTube channel? <laughs> no, but I will say that, uh, like you said, watching Brian work his, his uh, coffee machine is watching somebody at the very logical end of coffee love. There's, there's no other place to go. It goes all the way. It's awesome. <laughs> and speaking of that coffee love, I think you've got a couple pounds of my coffee at your house right now. When am I going to get those? Uh, sometime in the near future, month or two after I'm <laughs> done with the, after they're gone, I deliver the empty bags to you. So uh, awesome. Your, well, listen. Your, you tell them. No, you tell them. We can't even do an advertisement correctly. Listen, it's to horrible. Us. It's, well, we can hardly introduce the podcast, right? Listen, if you love coffee, go to covertcoffee.com and order some up from Brian and Amy. They'll send it right out to you, and you will be happy that they did. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, a podcast where Tim Gillespie and Sam Lenore invite you into a conversation with them and many of their friends where they explore life, faith, modern culture, and friendship. everyone this is what's Tim up everybody did i interrupt sorry yeah i wasn't the name of the it's, show is tim and sam sam and tim and so, then i jump in i apologize yeah. yes you're right in that or specific order tim and um, sam. um sometimes well, <laughs> all the time actually all the time it's just because i'm the one who says that line so <laughs> it's and if i don't i have to say it quickly because like, i like he jumps the gun in. all the time see Dear listeners, welcome back to the show. Today, <laughs> on this on this episode, we are back with one of our favorite people in the world, Jerome Fontamias, coffee hey. lover, foodie, generally <laughs> amazing person. So amazing, in fact, Tim, that I said to him when we were lining up this amazing interview that we we usually meet at 6 a.m. to record, but we're happy to meet in the evening for his sake. He said, nah, let's do it. 6 a.m. Let's go. Wow. You know, I, mean, I, I like to I like to dive into the the culture of you know where you guys. It's are a at. shallow dive, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> don't well, I don't would like go to, in head first. 
I want to jump back to the when you asked him because I think the way it went down was this. You said you were going to ask him. I saw him a few days later and I was like, hey, man, excited to have you on the podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I'd be happy to do that. And I was like, oh, Sam <laughs> made it awkward. Sam didn't do <laughs> his job. I, I, said. I knew nothing really about funny. this. I, like, I, I have nothing about this. I felt bad. I was assuming that you would be on the podcast, even though we hadn't asked I would have so done it. You. you know me. I would have done it either way. But yeah. well, well, for people who are, th thank you for that, uh, Tim, calling into question my ability to follow through. For people who are joining us for the first time, did not catch the last episode, they should. But in case you're joining us right now for the first time, Jerome Fontamillas is, uh, has been a member of uh, the band Switchfoot for the last 20 years officially mm -hmm. i think you said 17 years um as a as an official member but you you toured with him for two or three years before yep. being part of it before that he was a um a founding member of fold Sandura in a band yeah. named mortal um which went by mortal wish before that um and a producer I, for a band called Big Face Grace. Wow. Uh, which is where where you the, get most of your the pinnacle the of his we career. Are, we are pinnacle. not in I like in the Wikipedia I was like, where's where's Big Face Grace? Because it does say you've produced some things yeah. and there was not. It does. Yeah, I but haven't looked at it. We recently. should raise this issue right away. With who? Um, With the Wikipedias? <laughs> yes. Who is that? Um <clears throat> Uh, reading from Wikipedia, it says Fantamias is also a producer for the following independent acts: The Echoing Green, great, oh, yes. great yes. band; Starflyer yeah. Fifty Nine, mm -hmm. great band; uh, mm -hmm. March, the Vel uh, Velvet Blue Music. Uh, nowhere we mentioned Jerome, Big Face Grace. <laughs> we need to change that. I mean, come on. I mean, well, that was a pivotal moment in my life. It's it when you got the call. You got the call. I want to feel like we platformed you to get the call from John Foreman to say, hey, while you guys are you on need your to, mind break. You or need no, to get away from them. <laughs> you yeah. need to get away from them as quickly as possible. We can save your career because clearly you're on a nosedive if you're working with those guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the truth is, though, Tim, if we were honest, that we were in the, I want to say the sunset of our career, but it was more like it was already 10 p.m., 11 p.m. of our career. <laughs> Was that the last? Dude, it was. Flickering hope of. It was. We're like, if Jerome can't save us, probably no one can. And then, and then, I'd like to say, I'd like to say that in in a lunch period, you did bail on us. Like we're at lunch, and you're like, I'm out. I got it. Well, first of all, you're like an office job. An office job sounds better than what I'm doing with these guys. I did have an office job. Actually, got hired like around the time that you. You know, I was recording you guys as well, and that's cool. you know, it's it oh. all comes down. I mean, it all. You know, we're just all... we're just excited to be part of your journey. Like we <laughs> we're journey. a footnote in the journey of Jerome. Well, we're not a footnote listen, yet. It has it has it has. Um, I mean, we catapult you. You toured oh. with Bon Jovi last year. That is I amazing. That's I, so I, nice. I almost I almost was your um, front of house audio sound guy for Crosswalk. I right. Could yes. You could have. You still can. <laughs> Anytime. You guys do a good job. I, don't I like I the fact. I like the fact that Mike, who we hope to have on this on this podcast eventually, I like the fact that Mike, rather than have you like be music director or play on the stage, was like, man, maybe, eh, maybe fun on house. Maybe you do some audio. We'd like to keep you I, away from the people. 
That's, I was. That's, a, I, uh, I needed. I needed something to do, and I think he felt sorry for me. This is the. He really needs to do something. This is Jerome's humility. See, this is. He's not. He's not willing to say what we would say. How dare he? How dare he di diminish I mean, and demean you that way? Listen, just for the record, it, whenever Jerome shows up in church, which he does sometimes, um, mm. my, our musicians are like, uh, "Jerome's here." Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, you, know, you guys I, better step I, it up. Step exactly. it up. I yeah. I love your music program. It sounds so good. Oh man, thank I, you. I enjoy it. This is the other thing Jerome does really well. If I may interject here, he affirms. He does. Even if even if you're it's your first day holding a guitar, <laughs> Jerome is they almost say that's that's great. <laughs> right. That's good. Keep going. You no, know he's, he's got, got this producer thing where he's like, hey, that one was that was a really good take. That's amazing. Why don't you do another one? That's what I and did. You realize, you realize like six hours into that. it, you're like, these are horrible, aren't they? <laughs> I remember saying that to you guys. Like, Sam, let's let's do that take one more time. We can do I mean, this was the this was the one. But but just one more, one more for backup. Just, one more for backup, which is just, such a, such a producer trick. Just, just just one more. Do you know what a metronome is, Sam? <laughs> Have you do you know oh. you know that music has rhythm? Do you, you know that, you right? Know. <laughs> but he says it in such a way, you're like, I do know. I do know it has rhythm. <laughs> you know what's uh, uh, crazy is I, I still get nervous recording. You know, like I record in these awesome, in front of like these producers and stuff, and they say the same thing to me. So, <laughs> you know, that, that was good, but, you know, you, you probably have another one in you, you know? <laughs> And I, I'm really nervous when I record. It's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I I remember. I think maybe even you saying you've got another one in you, uh, and I knew there's there wasn't one in there before. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in deficit now. We're, we have. <laughs> oh, good They're a good time. <laughs> hey, um, hey. So let's do let's do some rapid fire. rapid fire questions rapid fire. we need a jingle for that Jerome, maybe we do. We should. can we afford yeah, you yeah, write yeah, a jingle for that the one up for you now <laughs> yeah 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 uh, rapid fire jerome <laughs> best let's do a best show memory or memories we want to hear stories uh, of best shows yeah okay so we i think we probably talked about this but one of my the favorite shows is when we um we played in St. Louis underneath the arch because that was probably the biggest audience I've ever played for. Uh, but it, they they calculate about 125,000 people. Wow. And and, uh, and then I, I remember we played underneath the St. Louis arch and they had fireworks and they were doing doing fireworks to our music. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. And you were there. I got to see it. Yes, that was a treat, man. That was a treat. Um, um, yeah. What else? What other shows stand out to you? Um, that you've done again. I, we probably talked about this, but opening up for Bon Jovi because you know every song that he sings. Mm. You know, mm. you're you're side stage and you're singing every song. You know, and and the great thing is, uh, my boys were with me. You know, they were, I was mm. they were like we we're in side stage and we were just singing, living on a prayer. Like there was no tomorrow. Wow. Did was there ever? Sorry, oh, Tim, go. No, go ahead. No, no, you're. I just asked you, you get, get to meet Bon Jovi, John. John. Yeah, yeah. He came into our studio and he he was really nice. 
uh, and then he he really uh, he said, you know, uh, 15 years ago um, there was a song that you guys did. It's called Dare You to Move, and I've been trying to write that song since. Mm. Never have. You know, he's wow. very very complimentary. I mean, he complimented really. He was like, he's a, he's a really nice guy. That's yeah. awesome. Did he say I've been trying to write that song, but I wrote "Living on a Prayer," so it <laughs> he really wrote matter. it before that. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if I don't get it? Like I don't care. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he was he was super nice, and and the, and the uh, band members were really nice too. They uh, they were really really. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you have any shows that you remember as being kind of pivotal? You did a show and you walked out like okay so every, everything's changing or anything like that yes okay so we um we as a band uh decided hey we don't want to just play in front of uh, the choir you know we didn't we, won't, we don't want to play in front of just uh christian audience you know we want to play in front of everyone you know uh, and one of our my one of my craziest memories is when we first started we we're like hey we're gonna go play in front of people that, you know, don't really know, you know, about hope or anything. Mm -hmm. So we played in, with this goth band. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, a band called Static X. It was, uh, oh yeah, this, I mean, we were early, yeah, early on in our career. And um, <laughs> the, the uh, when we, right before we went on, uh, Hulk Hogan introduced us. Okay. <laughs> the and, the uh, wrestler, Hulk the wrestler, Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan introduced us, which was not, you know, really good. Anyway, <laughs> we decided to go up and we started playing, you know, our songs, and yeah. we noticed the audience turning there, you know, from smiles to, you know, other things, and we start, we just kept on playing, and then all of a sudden things are starting throwing at us, you know, things are, are bottles here, uh, cans like people started throwing stuff at us, you know, beer bottles or this or this wow. and, and yelling mean things to us, you know? And, and at that point I'm like, okay, this is really what we're in for, you know, mm. being the band that wants to go out and play in front of, you know, a, a multitude of people. And that was one of the pivotal moments. And the idea that we came out of that concert going, that was rough, but you know, we, sang through it we we literally just sang in, in to those people that were throwing the beer bottles at us it was wow crazy and dodging it while we're playing <laughs> That's wild, man. did you get uh, did you get criticized from um the other side too the christian side for having yes. done that yeah oh we we got it, it was never easy uh trying to expand your audience mm. especially when the christian community have taken you in as their, you know, their, their trophy, you know, mm. this is our band. You can't, you can't have this band, you know, mm. and we're, we're saying, no, we want to go out and we want to, you know, play in front of these other, this other, you know, these other people. And they're like, but you, you belong to us. So we, mm. we really had to maneuver that, you know, mm. and, but, be, throwing beer bottles at us was a pivotal moment yeah. <laughs> as a show one of the most you know you remember that you know you remember mm -hmm. all that. so we're not like we're not always that band that everyone likes you know 
people don't like us. <laughs> but you guys, I think you're on your on the stage. There is a likability to to you know all, all the guys in the band. There's this. Your performances are powerful. They're they're energetic. They're amazing. But there's also this sense of like these these are guys I would hang out with. You know, these are really which I always like in a band. Uh, when I think you know at the end of the show, like man, I wish I could. I wish I could hang out with them, like go grab a coffee with them. That would be kind of, kind of fun. Just mm -hmm. you seem like really good people and interesting people. We're just normal guys, you know. I I think, um, you know, it's 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 kind of like just you guys. I mean, it, you I see you guys. And I'm like, oh, I just I want to hang out with them. They're, they're they're awesome. They're good good guys. I mean, we're just normal. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. Well, so are we. Tim and I are also normal. Um, <laughs> we um humble humble um <laughs> which is hard hey, because we've we've launched so many things from this podcast careers as we've said before we take it on career. as a responsibility to our you helped me with mine the in a roundabout way, a roundabout way. we showed you <laughs> we showed you what rock bottom was and, <laughs> and so we're happy we're hey, like a trampoline way down at the files. bottom of it before facts and files that's going to be like a <laughs> I, that's going to become a, a meme. Facts and files. No, um, if you don't want a life of facts and files. <laughs> facts. Um, filing and faxing. Those are filing and faxing. <laughs> Jerome, rapid Whatever fire. Back to rapid fire. Um, right. Favorite um, cities you visited in tour. Name like top three. Top three. Um, Sydney in, in Australia. One of my favorite places. Australia is actually one of my favorite places to play. Uh, San Diego, uh, San Diego, but it's like more like Southern California. Cause we played a lot of venues here. Um, uh, LA has the Greek theater that we, you know, one of my favorite places to play. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, uh, the UK, London, one of my favorite places. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's. Those things stick out at right now, but there's there's a lot of places. San Diego's home for the band, right? This is the It is. They're 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 I have to drive down. I used to live in San Diego. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, until um I got married. So like I remember Sam, I was living in San Diego when I was hanging out. You got married? Yeah. I, I got a question. Sure. I I wanna hear the worst show. What was like the worst experience? <laughs> and I mean well, okay. Beer, beer bottles aside, um, but okay. As as a musician, um, you know, you you always strive for the perfect show, or you always mm -hmm. strive to, to come out of a show and everything is working great. You know, like oh, my ears, my monitor sounded awesome. I played great. Um, reality is, it it's never like that in every show. There's something that always goes wrong. But um, I, I think, okay, we, we did that document, a documentary called Fading West. And uh, we, we were playing in front of, you know, a few thousand people. And literally, and we, it's, it's in the movie where everything goes wrong. You know, the smoke machine just hits you like out of nowhere. And um, the monitors weren't working. You're, you know, you can't, you can't do it. You're, you're literally, everything just, you know, shuts down. Uh, so what do you do, you know? And so... I, I think as a band, we learned that, yeah, every show, uh, something's gonna happen. Or anytime you're mm. up on stage, something is gonna happen. 
the the only thing that you have control of is how you connect with people and so when those things happen the you know maybe it's time for you to just jump out in the crowd and just you know you know hang out with the people you know while they fix mm. that stuff. but you know we've had a lot of worse shows <laughs> you know, where everything just went crazy you know it it's just it's a part of being a musician it's part of being touring and you know so mm, mm. I, I don't know if there's a worse worse show you know mm. there is um one time and this is where you know i I told you like everything usually happens something bad usually happens but there's this one show we were showcasing for um we we just recorded the beautiful letdown and we we're showcasing for sony records and um we and we played in front of, you know we played in a small club and we played in you know, in front of the one of the reps and um we i thought we did great you know we we played well we sang well we we, we connected well and then um find out later on that the the guy hated us and so and literally Ooh. we were about to uh be picked up by this major label for the beautiful letdown and uh he said no I, you guys you guys suck i don't like you guys we're gonna drop you and so and th- i don't know if that's considered one of the worst shows but it's one of the worst moments worst you know? outcomes yeah yeah but mm-hmm. we played great and uh and obviously we rebounded from that you know we 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 took another year of touring 250 shows and then um the same guy says okay you know after we've sold like a million records he says well we'll we'll put you in in there so i mean there's a a kind of a redemptive avenue about that but like Mm. it it was yeah it it, those Mm. kinds of things are like low moments in the band you know Mm. where you're like oh i thought we did great but we weren't that good <laughs> didn't turn out that so wow hey um so a few minutes ago you showed us you turned your camera around and you showed <laughs> us the your wall with all the multi-platinum um yeah records we're this is not this is not audio i mean this is not video right 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 yeah <laughs> we don't release the video maybe we will who knows maybe who knows if maybe. the demand gets high enough yeah yeah yeah, people want to yeah. see you know we are our voices are really soothing i know but people want to see our faces too i don't know if that, that's true hey so i know this is like asking a parent mm. to choose their child um <laughs> their favorite child so i'm not going to do that instead i'm going to say if you were if you were telling somebody who's not familiar with your music and they were only going to listen to one album which one would you say okay start with this one this is the one yeah, no, it's it's the obvious one. It's the beautiful letdown, my first one, because really? it has that was the those are the songs that had that really reached out to the biggest massive masses that we've ever done. You know, it, it sold a lot of albums. You know, we played in front of a lot of people for that one, and mm. so that would probably be the the album. You know, but the one. The one that I'm probably the most proud of is uh, we did an album called Hello Hurricane, mm-hmm. and um, and that one the one um, we that was at a point in the band like where we had to refocus on what really we if we really wanted to keep going as a band, 
and we really focused our, uh, how we want to be portrayed, our message and everything. And, and the, the pinnacle of that one is that that album actually got a Grammy. And, wow. um, and, and then I, I remember uh, calling my dad and saying, hey, I just won a Grammy, you know? And then my dad turning to my mom saying, oh, uh, how does, how did I, he word this? He goes, oh, I, I, oh my, our, the proudness of his voice. He's like, mm. I, you know, my, my son did, had, uh, got a Grammy. You know, it, it was just, mm. it was really like a really pivotal moment. It was awesome. And because, you know, growing up, you know, it, being a musician, you, this idea that, oh, they're, you're not really going anywhere, you know, as a musician, you'll, you'll never be successful as a musician. And, but the, the awesome thing is my parents really supported what I was doing. They, hmm. they really kept, they pushed me to keep going at it, even though my, a lot of my family and a lot of my friends were like, he should just stop. He should just stop doing music. He's, he should get into filing and faxing, filing. <laughs> doing, doing something that, that has, yeah. And, um, but my parents were really like, um, really pushing them to, Hey, this is what you love to do. Just keep doing it. Mm. And so like when I was able to call them and said, Hey, you know, I just won this thing. And it was one of the what best a gift. Yeah. That's what a so gift awesome. it was to them. And you that know, was, was my dad's favorite song. You know, Which song? Hello, 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 yeah. He's like, oh. I love that song. And I'm like, oh. Hey, um, your song you love playing the most live. I <laughs> played a lot of songs live a lot of times. <laughs> um, it's different every night because it, it's all about the connection. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys know, like the things that you say, it, you, different words that you say connect with people in different ways. And like, and the things that move me is when we are able to play a song and, and they are, you know, moved or connected by it in some way. And mm -hmm. it's every song is different, you know. Just saying, you know, can't can't choose my kids. That's true. That's true. I, I made it hard. I know I, it was difficult. All right. Well, I want to uh, turn turn a page here. Season. It's not a season, really. It's a a, a chapter a chapter turn. Uh, and I'm going to go back to Wikipedia. I know this has been the theme of our time together. Wikipedia says in your okay. personal life section, on December 20, 2018. Uh, Switchfoot announced that Fontamias, that's you, mm -hmm. had cancer. Yeah. And nine days later, they stated that a tumor had been removed and had not spread or attached to any organs. And that's how, and that's how Wikipedia leaves it. You know? <laughs> that's very gruesome. That's yeah. Very dark. It is. <laughs> it, uh, well, you know, it was a dark, it was a dark time. Um, I remember, um, when I found out hmm. and a lot of questions came to my head, like, you know, maybe this is it, you know, <laughs> hmm. this, this is, I, it's, um, but here's the thing. Okay. Like it, it's the idea that I'm doing this because this, I have, you know, I find purpose in it. This is what I love. And I didn't mind the idea that, you know, at the at the end of if if it was the end that I didn't uh, do something that I didn't love, you know, wow. it's like I did something that I 
um, I had purpose and I, I did something that I loved. And so like, if my life ended that, you know, I would be okay with that, you know, hmm. but it, I mean, it was crazy. I remember calling you, Sam. It was like, it was, I was a little bit, I mean, you never, hmm. cancer has no bias. It, it, it'll, it can happen to anyone. And, uh, and it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a good, it's not a good thing when you get it. And it was a, it, it, it was one of those things where I, I feel like I dodged a bullet because it wasn't as bad as, you know, what, how others had, had that had cancer went through. And, hmm. but I, I believe that there was a purpose for that because now at every show I go to and the people I meet, many people that are going through you know, cancer, have come up to me and says, you know, that, that gives me hope, you know, and I mean, I, but it doesn't, you know, it's not like you're giving me the cure. You're just, you're giving me hope that, you know, that I could, you know, go through this, you know? And so I, I guess that's a good thing that came out of it, you know, mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that had to happen. And you know what, again, Cancer has no bias. It can happen. It can come back. You know, mm. I, I'm not going to say that, you know, they, people say, oh, you're cancer free, but you know, you know, you know, mm. it's, it's there. So wow. it's been a year and a half, right? Almost, almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. You know, and I feel great. Do you? You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I feel really good. I, every day it's changed because every day I'm like, you know, this, if, if I didn't get that thing taken care of it and, probably wouldn't have been here be here you know wow so it was yeah, I, re I actually remember seeing you um uh, we we met each other outside of uh i think it was the Loma Linda academy you were walking yeah out. we were walking yeah out. i do and remember I was, that and you i think you had either just had surgery you had just had surgery and yeah. you were recovering and i mean you you looked like you had been <laughs> battling so i was like whoa man this yeah. is pretty serious. So to see you today and just how, not just healthy you look, but just robust and vital. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I remember that. It, I, cause you never, you don't know how your body heals, you know? And mm. man, I, the, the procedures that I had to go through to, to, to get that thing out was brutal. So mm. I, I don't wish that upon anyone, yeah. <laughs> but you know, again, uh, I, I do want to say that I was okay if that was it, you know, it, the idea that, Hey, I, I, I set out to do what I love to do. And I feel like I was meant to do. And if it ended, it was okay. You know, so that's so mm. cool. Hey, it's it's um, amazing to have that. Yeah. And I hope that people hearing you right now uh, can hear your, your positivity jerome yeah I, I you know it's, what? It's, uh, it's, it's you know it every every show we we do a song from our last album called joy invincible yeah and uh it, it is about someone going through um a serious illness like that and some and a lot maybe not even making it out you know it's it's mm -hmm. a and tears always when we play it it's it's you can't you, you, it takes on a different meaning when you go through it, but when you see people 
that can connect with it and going, oh, I know someone or, you know, I'm going through it. And, and uh, this, this song is connecting with me. It's, it is very powerful. You're like, wow, I know. Yeah. You know, I remember, well, first I was really surprised when you started touring. I mean, it, it was like, it was soon afterwards. I right? know. I thought it was Jerome. Didn't you just my, my doctor? My so doctor crazy. goes, "You look crazy." The doctor go, My doctor actually said, "You should, probably shouldn't do that." <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, I kind of have to. <laughs> it wasn't. It shouldn't have. It. Uh, I shouldn't have done it. But you know, I, I, I don't know if it was a, an obligation, but I felt like I the band needed. They they probably would have done good without me, but like I felt like they needed me to be there to, you know. There was um there was one I think that's the sh that's the tour during which, um John uh, was was broadcasting live on Instagram some of the shows, mm. and and the perspective was from you know side stage, yeah. uh, someone must have had his phone or something, and I remember one night um he you guys i think you were playing uh live it well and he came oh, over yeah. to you yeah and he, he sang it next to you i i gotta say to you i lost it like a yeah i was weeping it, like a like a child it's crazy like a lot of the songs that we sing you know hits differently different mm -hmm. times and a lot of the words that we sing and it's it you know i I could see sometimes where John gets emotional about certain things, but you know, when he he's singing and it's reflecting about like, it literally like reliving the song in a different way. It, it's very emotional, you know? Mm. And it's not just that song. Live It Well is a great song that there's a lot of songs where you're it. Now at this point in my life, after I, I, I battled, you know, that disease that, um, it breaks me every time you're like, mm -hmm. man, this, this song is, is really breaking me right now. But mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It's, it's, there's a lot of songs that really hit differently now. Mm. Well, and what I love about your music is that it has always been so, so filled with hope, but not, not in a cliched way by any means. Like it's willing, it's willing to address, you know, darkness or whatever it is that you go through. Um, but but it always has this element of hope that it gives you, which is just it's a that, blessing. That I mean, is one of the main the one of the main things as a collective band a unit where they we got together and said, Hey, what what is what is the one thing that we really want to like portray as a band? And I think hope was the the first the first thing. Or like, hey, you know, as a band, this is really what we want to do, you know? And not just for the choir, not just for Christians, but for everyone. And the, and the songs that we write are not, you know, they're not clean and cookie cutter because a lot of it is about searching. A lot of it is about questions. A lot of it is about doubt. But I think it's the, that's the human part of who we are is, you know, growing. It's like, this is what we do. This, we are trying to figure out life you know and the the create the awesome thing is um you know the, the bands and the the uh the people that we come in contact with they always come up to us and say hey you know that song 
I'm not a Christian, but that song really uh, put something in me, put a seed in me for something. You know? Those those kinds of things are really like what drives me. Like, oh, this this is this is this is why I'm here. You know. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, and it proves that hope transcends, right? It, it transcends does. any labels that we give ourselves or even any belief systems that we it need have. and it needs to it needs yeah. to you can't just have it stuck like that mm-hmm. so yeah. absolutely rapid fire come on <laughs> let's do it <laughs> um so you're i got one i got one because okay, you go. seem to be kind of no I, I was i was looking across my list my long list i, I got, got a long one. list what's your favorite no. instrument to play because you play a few oh yeah that is a that is a good question um uh okay my best instrument to play the, the one that i'm the most proficient at is the keyboard the piano but my favorite instrument to play is the bass guitar sound yes i mean exactly I, but i haven't played it in a long time but there's neither a sam neither it's sam. um <laughs> bass is life uh as i like to call it righteousness by bass I, there's one guy that <laughs> came up came up to me after a concert because that is a nice bass <laughs> <laughs> i'm like hey i i, I played a keyboard <laughs> Bass is nice too with a little lemon nice bass. grilled over an open fire. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Jerome, you've made my day. Thank you for naming bass as your instrument. Thank you so much. That's yeah. hey, I've got I've got I've got one for you. By the way, the keyboard thing, I just want to tell this little little aside. Uh, one of the highlights of my daughter's life was when we gave her uh for uh, I think it was her fifteenth birthday, a MIDI, her first MIDI yeah. keyboard. And you came over and you helped her Set figure out how to use main stage and gave her a bunch of patches. And it's, it's, it was unbelievable for her that you did that. I don't know if I did, again, it's one of those things like, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I hope she, uh, <laughs> nah, it's something out of it. <laughs> pivotal, pivotal. She's, she's been, uh, and she plays, you know, almost every weekend somewhere right now. Yeah. No uh, way. For Crosswalk. She yeah. plays at Crosswalk all the time. Yeah. In Chattanooga. Yeah. I, actually, I did see that like uh, one time. Weren't they yeah. like a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, a few weeks ago, they had yeah. recorded it. I do remember. Hey, because I watch, so, I watch you guys. I watch oh, church. See, I love it. One of my favorite mutual affirmation. Favorite what fans. I do with my fam. I want to hear a favorite, either favorite. Like, is there like a super fan or super fans <laughs> that you know about that follow you anywhere in the world? Have you had someone show up to Sydney that's not from Australia to hear you play? Um, okay. There is, okay, there are fans that have been to, I would say, almost 200 shows. Wow. That's like literally since I started playing with the band, they have been to like that many shows. And so that's amazing. That, wow. It, it's crazy. Like they would even come and listen to these, the songs, the same songs for like, you know, that many shows. It's, crazy but wow. we do we do this thing in san diego once a year uh it's a it's it's a switchfoot getaway and so fans from all over the world come and they pretty much have a vacation in san diego and we're there to host them 
and uh, one of the people from all over the world come and uh, it's awesome like getting to know all these people you know it's wow and they we just hang out with them we play music we eat dinner you know it's it's really cool is That's this incredible. by invitation only or is, is it no we to... we you people are, can go into our website and and you know go it's it's you think of it as you know how those uh cruises like you know, ship cruises yeah and they have people come in and you know host it it's kind of like our way you know that's all because no one's going on a cruise ship ever again <laughs> oh and the funny thing is my last my last concert in front of people was at a cruise ship in january really yeah and uh <laughs> and then the moment the moment uh, that ended that's when everything just stopped wow <laughs> i was like wow. whoa <laughs> that's crazy wow uh, but we also have this um, concert at the end of that time called the switch of bro am Mm. where we, we raise awareness for you know homeless kids in san diego and that's the culmination of the whole week of you know from the for the getaway but this one is for everyone you know free for everyone and one of the, the best days of the year and i keep wanting you guys to come to those i've been and your wife came to that yeah my family has been i've, I've unfortunately been. been traveling every no one switchfoot has not reached out to me to find out if my schedule is <laughs> open <laughs> when you when you schedule it it's weird it's weird no i went i went and um you have been gracious you've been gracious like hey let me know when you can when you come and there was so much going on that i was like yeah, I'm, not, crazy, I'm not gonna bother this dude like there's this is such oh, a great you guys could I know bother? That he's so so doing it i didn't want to hung out i didn't want to presume <laughs> but, it's just me tim it's just me well Damn. i listen Listen, we so I appreciate you as as somebody that you know is a part of our church and connects. And it was cool to see you in our parking lot picking up the box for your kid. For oh, I know his, uh, my kids love my my kids love it. Like every Saturday, they uh, just watching them is is pretty awesome. Seeing them awesome. and our, our children's pastor is doing a fun job. She's doing such a great job with oh, everything for the kids. Yeah. Through, through this strange time. But listen, man, thank you so much for being here again. Like, oh, we I love so it. So appreciate it, it man. Dude, I know we got to go because Sam has a real faxing and filing job. <laughs> um, <laughs> fax and file. He does sort of. He does sort of. Um, but, but he's, you know, he's quite good at it from what I understand. So anyway, man, thank you so much for being here. Love to Dude, you. Love to your family. Thanks for mm. having me. I enjoy it. Let's do this again. For yes sure. let's do it uh, and then when the, the when the concerts happen again you know we we, we got to get together yeah you got it so you got it and if you and tim if if a opening show shows up for filing and faxing i have a little <laughs> bit of experience you do but i would like to i would like to posit that it's a very little bit <laughs> of experience. <laughs> I feel like there's other things you might be more experienced for, more suited for at our church. They have. But if 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 we find the fax machine, we're giving you a call. If you find one. <laughs> yeah, I don't we'll go I, to a I, thrift I, store and pick one up. Yeah, I don't know about the internet. I think that's a fad. It's true. It's going away. It's we can only hope it goes away. Anyway, awesome. thank you for being here. Sam, as always, thank you for being here. 
Um, this Thank is you. Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim with Jerome for a second time. It was like a bonus edition. So, <laughs> so blessed. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Our podcast and its theme music is produced by Michael Lenore, and our content manager is Teresa Rojas. Tim is the lead pastor of Crosswalk Church in Redlands, California, and Sam oversees spiritual care for Adventist Health. Thank you for joining them for today's conversation. For more information on what they have going on or to support their ministry financially, visit www.samandtim.com. That is S-A-M, the letter N, T-I-M.com.